Hey, Rage. How's it going, dude? All right. It's been a while. Yeah. This band's my favorite. Don't you love them? Yeah, it's going to be the best. I'm so stoked. Hey, girl. You want a beer? All right. Aw, oh, man. This is the best. I'm so glad we're all back together and stuff. This is great. Hey, um, do you guys know about the party after the show? Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to go, but um, my friends don't really want to go. Can I get a ride? Hello, and welcome to We Are Weezer. Are we still not sure of the show's name? <laughs> I don't know why I have a hard time like com- bringing to memory. I don't know if I'm nervous or... Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode five yes. of We Are Weezer, a fan podcast for yes. fans. By fans, under fans, when we're hot. <laughs> uh, I'm Rachel. And I'm Rick. And uh, today we're going to be talking about Can't Stop Partying. Which I know if you guys are actual Weezer fans, you've been waiting for this episode. <laughs> you've been waiting for this moment. Because you all love this song so much. It is the worst and the best, all rolled up into one song. Yeah. The final product is something on an album that is something. But... I do believe this song has merit, and we're going to discuss it and its various versions today. Yes, there are many. So maybe more than most others, in maybe. terms of different versions know. of the same song. We'll have to. We'll have to see. Yeah, you guys are going to find out. I just wanted to let you know I got my new Weezer poster in today. What is it? Do tell. Uh, it is. Well, I guess it's called Weezer Showbox 2017. It is like an artsy-fartsy Weezer poster done by artist Key Aarons. Sorry, that's Kingston shaking around. Flapping Um, his ears. He likes to do that. Uh, So it's eyeballs, and uh, I guess their their icon or their, their, it's the glasses. So it's reverse Cuomo glasses on one of the eyeballs. What's the artist's name? Key Aarons. K-I-I. A-R-E-N-S dot com, Weezer Showbox 2017. Uh, they're limited edition, so... Um, Is it already sold out? Should we share a link? It's not. You could totally go... We're going to share a link on the site for this as well. Yeah. It's really, really cool. And I haven't opened it up yet because I, I don't want to hurt it. Uh, I'm going to probably take it straight to the framing shop and get it framed so I can get it up. But you can, it says like, thank you. And it has your name on it and everything if you are able to order it now. And I'm really excited that it is here. I'm excited for you. Yeah, it's cool. And um, Key Aarons has also done some other Weezer art. Uh, she did, like, there's one that looks like that um, game from when you're a kid called Trouble. And it's um, fun getting into trouble. That one. I don't remember that song. Why doesn't anyone know the jingles? Didn't you watch TV? I did. I watched a lot of TV. Well, whatever. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> Moving on. Let's see here. I wish Amy was here because she would totally know about trouble. I'm sure <laughs> she's the board game guru, if you will. Um, she's also she. What other poster? You can get a Weezer, the Ultimate Weezer poster pack, which I'm thinking about and it comes with four so it's no three the troublemaker the it looks like a jukebox but it's a weezer jukebox from the memories tour and then there's another cool one that i guess full you if you really wanted to destroy your weezer poster you could fold it up into a paper plane and um that one's really neat looking that would be cool hanging up in my room it would be super cool to fold it up into an airplane unfold it frame that in like a map box to have the cool fold lines maybe we could order two and make one an airplane and display it like on little strings all fancy like in the corner or something is that like like a museum is that like having two action figures <laughs> one to keep in the box and one to play with yeah i would frame one and then i would do the paper airplane and put yeah. that one up on display why spend 45 dollars when you can spend 90 <laughs> that's, that's what i say <laughs> Let's do it. And let's Please each buy two. everyone take all of my money now because I'm probably going to be broke just collecting Weezer things now. So Yeah. Story times. of our lives. Uh, also on today's episode, not only are we going to discuss Can't Stop Partying, the best Weezer song ever, air quotes. Uh, uh, we're also going to go <laughs> save it. Save it for the song discussion. Okay. We're also going to go into the garage once more with yes. our homegirl, Juliet. 
Yes, she's in the heezy. She's actually in the heezy. She's here With today. With the wheezy. But she can't talk yet. Sorry. She will soon. <laughs> Sorry. You know, when this, I was, this whole time I'm warning you, this episode is going to be super nerdy. I'm. That's fine. I'm going to get my hip hop face on. and There uh, weren't enough of like crappy jokes and bad puns in the last episodes we did so (laughs) yep so uh, we'll be sure to jam pack this one with those things yep yes i'll probably sing more jingles at some point hopefully yeah but buckle up munchkins we are gonna head into song discussion we'll be right back with you Oh, are you? Let's let's just jump right in. Okay. Go for um, it. So Can't Stop Partying is on the album Ratitude, and it is also on Alone 2, which is by Rivers Cuomo, um, where it's a totally different version. So this discussion might get a little crazy just because it's on two CDs, but we'll always separate that. But not only that. This song probably has more distinct versions than any other Weezer song from a band who is known for retooling their songs. There's two versions of Say It Ain't So, of We Are All On Drugs, of there's three versions of This Is Such a Pity. So it goes on and on. And I'm not talking live versions versus uh, studio versions, but I think there's five distinct recordings. One of them is live of Can't Stop Partying. And my mm. my belief about Can't Stop Partying and the reason I wanted to talk about it on this show is that the song has redeeming qualities because of where it started. The end product, I don't know how it fits in the greater pantheon of Weezer songs. Probably not great. But the way it started, I think is good. And that's what we're going to get to the bottom of. It is track number four on Ratitude and number 13 on Alone 2. It was released on November 3rd, 2009 on Ratitude and November 25th, 2008 on Alone 2. The one on Ratitude is longer by three seconds woo! and the label is geffen uh the writers are rivers cuomo and germaine dupree who everyone knows uh if you don't know now you know look him up google him he is very very uh famous um produced by palo dadon specifically the ratitude final version yes and uh rivers cuomo on alone too it's officially released on July 24th, 2009. The full band version had its live debut November 25th, 2008. The Alone 2 version had its live debut at a little show called Hootenanny. You know, I forgot about that. So that means there's six versions because that version appears on the DVD of the Not Alone Hootenanny, right? Wasn't it called Not Alone? I don't know. Recorded at Fingerprints, the music store? I don't have that in my notes. Well... We're going to find Fingerprints? it. Fingerprints is a music store. I forget where it is, but I think that's what the, because not alone, he did a big old hootenanny where everybody just brought their instruments uh, and oh, played with them. Oh, I've heard about that. And Rivers is dressed as a train conductor. It's I need wonderful. To see, I need you to do. see a picture of that. That's I the love best. Rivers and how he likes to dress up. Yep. Lately, he's, he's been like the sunshine raisin guy. That guy that tries to get you <laughs> breakfast, yeah. right? Yeah, he is. Let's, oh, we need to like cut him out and put him on a cereal box. Yeah. It's happening. We'll put that up. Wheaties, we. Weezerdies? Weezerdies? No, I've already, I've already, see. What? Stop it. What? I've already made a shirt. Weezer O's. Dear God in heaven. <laughs> I mean, yours is a far more successful joke than Weezerdies, so. It's a little kid and he's eating W's and it's like a little cereal box next to a W's. Don't it's you a have kid a f- shirt that I made. Don't you have a full-time job? How do you have time to make all this clothing? I... No, it's just like a shirt, like one design and a shirt. But I, you know, one day there's a lot of stuff up here in my head that I'm pointing to. And I'm going to have like a special Etsy store just for like my personal favorite Weezer shirt ideas. And and, uh, yeah, if they'll let me, we'll see. Yeah. Coming soon to the (laughs) weareweezer.com store. Rachel's shirt ideas. All the crap from Rachel's head related to Weezer put on t-shirts. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, well, personnel. 
Ratitude version, Rivers Cuomo is on vocals and guitar. We've got Lil Wayne doing vocals, Pat on the drums, Brian doing backing vocals and synth, Scott doing synth and backing vocals, and Palo Down Down doing production. Um, and then on the Alone 2 version, it is just Rivers doing acoustic guitar, vocals, and percussion. So that's that. We'll go into Palo Down Down later. Yeah, I'm going to need some explanation about Palo Down Down. Um, next on, on my list of things to talk about was the video. The video. We, we have some late breaking news about the video as it relates to I feel like such Juliet's gullibility. Not Juliet's. They all look the same. Everybody in this room. You know what? I look in the mirror and I think, am I Rachel? <laughs> anyway, Rachel's gullibility. I'm a nerd. And, uh. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch the video for this sucker because that's what I do when I'm researching. I go through, first I go through Weezerpedia, then I go through Wikipedia, then I go through Google, and then I start looking at, uh, at the video on YouTube. And so I'm like, okay, Weezer, Can't Stop Partying, official video, and I'm watching the video. I'm like, okay, you know, this is what it is. I made notes on what happens in the video, and... Uh, I guess there's no there's there's no video. Right? There is no video. It is we checked out the video with her beforehand because she said, "Hey, we're going to talk about the video today." And I said, "What video?" She's like, "The video." So, we look at the video and somebody spliced together the video for perfect situation and then some random number of Lil Wayne videos and made a video, which is cool and clever, but it's not official. I really thought that this was the video. Like they did such a okay-ish job. I mean, I didn't think it was a good video and I thought it was kind of weird. Do you know the perfect situation video though? Otherwise, I, I guess I don't. It's actually one of their better ones. And when we cover oh. that song, we'll get into detail, but, um, all of that, the make-believe album was Rivers apologizing a lot because he discovered, um, I don't know what, uh, meditation, right? And, uh, the, the video is about how he's like massively a control freak and he like stepped on people's toes in pursuit of their career. The video is like an apology video. But that's for another show. I was going to talk about how Rivers is afraid to go on stage and then Lil Wayne's, you know, smoking a a, a doob and <laughs> outside a car. But, you know, this is all. Now tell us about the video as you saw it. Well, um, basically, Rivers is afraid to go up on stage. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I want to go on stage. And then he does. And they're all wearing black outfits. And all the shirts say W-E-E-Z-E. And so then Carl's writing R's on all the shirts. They're in Vegas. Who's getting ready? Oh, Lil Wayne's getting ready in Vegas. And then it randomly ends with the guys being like, good job, Rivers, for singing on stage. So that's what I said. With the powers of Lil Wayne. video. Yeah. (laughs) And then there's just like random video of Lil Wayne rapping in between which i guess i guess i didn't even look close enough because it's probably not even that song that it, he's singing it's or not saying. it's not at all but see that ah! that speaks to the overall quality and necessity of lil wayne music all right let's indeed. let's move on i'm very disappointed that there's no video i think you guys need to make one please so that we can have something i can refer to on this yeah we'll have the Meh. we are weezer secretary take dictation <laughs> take that down take that down <laughs> Video. Joan, make a note of that. Joan video, full stop. Send Can't it out. stop partying, full stop. Send. <laughs> and uh, telegraph it to uh, the other station as well, please. Send it by Y as quickly as you can. <laughs> uh, next, to, next on the line to talk about, um, appearances. So it's on Alone 2, Not Alone, Live at Fingerprints. You were talking about that. Right. Uh, Ratitude, the Weezer Ratitude Club, Coconut Teaser Mix, right, and iTunes Originals. So yes, let's take a deep dive into yeah. its appearances. You go, okay, do it. All right. So this song on Ratitude is not good. Okay, <laughs> it's a it is poorly produced at the time. Was unbelievably unweezery. It was a real shock. We discussed the shock of Feels Like Summer, and fans have discussed the shock of I Love the USA, but Can't Stop Partying on an album of songs that don't really sound like Weezer because it was so heavily collaborative. You're like, what the hell is this? How did this get on here? What was, I mean, but it does have a story. Um, And it actually starts with 
Alone 2 and its appearance as a demo. But let's go backward. Because as we said earlier, there are, we're going to Tarantino it. Okay, Okay. we're going to go backward. There are a lot of versions. There's the final Ratitude version, which isn't actually the final version. Okay. Later on, um, Weezer released an album called iTunes Originals full of uh, live performances, singles, and Can't Stop Partying was on there for some reason. That is my personal favorite version, the iTunes original version. It is a cross between one version we will discuss and the album version with Lil Wayne. So uh, it's got rock drums rather than program beats. That sounds like the cars. Yep. And the guitar sounds like the cars, which is uh, not surprising. In is the it least. a nod? Of course. And a homage. Yes. Probably. Hopefully. So there's that latest version, which you can still find on iTunes today. You can buy it individually for $1.29. And if we can work it, we're going to put a link to it on our site. Um, then there's the album version, which is bleh. Uh, and then before that, there was the coconut teaser mix, which was the, uh, uh, one, um, bonus track and a very, very long series of bonus tracks from the iTunes, uh, Weezer iTunes Ratitude Pass. So you spend like 17 bucks on an album and for six weeks leading up to the release, you got demo versions, alternate mixes, remixes, Ooh. and it's cool. A lot of the material is ho-hum, but like, there's a different version of Put Me Back Together mixed by Rich Costi, which sounds different. There's a what? different version of um, Love is the Answer okay. without the uh, Amrita Sen, the oh, Indian singer. I would love I would love to hear that version. I know. There's a version of Ratitude that no sounds offense, like it's mostly by Weezer. But uh, on that one, I mean, I know that they really like that version and her and everything. Yeah. But to me, it's like, sounds a little bit like just trying way too hard. And it is saying something that the version that Sugar Ray recorded before the Weezer version existed is preferable to the final Rivers version. Oh. Yeah, because Rivers wrote that, sold it. You can hear it in Del Tacos and various other fast food establishments on the Muzak. That's where I heard it last. question is that any correlation to the actual coconut teaser club in hollywood i have no idea when you asked me that question it was the first time i realized it was a place oh it could be maybe they did something in like the back room that day and they just named it like i mean like r2d2 the robot is named after until you've been to the coconut teaser i well i mean do they even have is it is it still around i don't know that'll be on next week's episode of the is Coconut teaser we'll still have to open ask podcast. Juliet when we go to her garage because I yeah. think she has a little bit of knowledge. She knows on the that. LA club scene. Yeah. But I don't know if it's in relation, but the coconut teaser mix is a straight up rock version of the song where the Lil Wayne bridge is gone, is gone completely. And it's Rivers um, trying to find an appropriate third verse. And that detail is important because that's the reason why the song got shelved and existed only in demo form on Alone 2. Um, oh, okay. But we've not gone far enough back. So got this rock version where Rivers... Um, I like this version. I like it too. I like the the drumming. But the, the third verse is really weak because he's like, this is the best night of my life. I hope it never ends. It's the crunkiest night of all time. I'm here with my friends. You can see like you need something. And as history tells us, Jermaine Dupri, who wrote the lyrics originally, this is not a song written by Rivers, which is a very important detail. Everyone's like, this song sucks and I hate it. And it's on an album that I hate. But Rivers was singing somebody else's song, which is not to say it's black and white where, well, if Rivers wrote it, it's good. It's generally true. But he was collaborating. And in the booklet for Alone 2, Rivers elaborates uh, on how he got the lyrics and how he tried to make it a song that he would sing. So he wouldn't, you mean he didn't think it sounded Weezer-y enough? No, he felt like he couldn't make it his. He wanted to. I mean, I think Rivers puts together or puts out a huge amount of effort to try he to make things like, work. I mean, I think that, that they went the right, I think they did the right thing by bringing in uh, Lil Wayne and see, in this case. I suppose this is where I fundamentally disagree because the demo version on Lone 2 tells me that it could have been a good song because he made it an acoustic 
uh, Dirge, a sad little song about a rock star who feels as though the lifestyle that he's leading is like a prison sentence now. how his life is but he doesn't like it but he does it anyway so in that song he's like i gotta have the patron i gotta have the e so the references to the drug paraphernalia are darker in that song and it is just a sad pitiful sounding song which sounded great coming out of rivers because rivers voice has so much pathos and emotion yeah and he he's able to kind of pull from that place in his head of how he can say what he wants to come out in a song, I think. Yeah, and he's great at that, which is why so many of the songs that uh, he's written all by himself are amazing and why so much of his work is so good. There's a song on Ratitude, Trippin' Down the Freeway. That's probably the best song on that album, written by him only. Features a guitar solo, too. I don't know if that means anything. But none of the other songs do. Oh, I didn't know that. But the acoustic... Of course it does, because it's Rivers. I mean, that's his thing. Yeah, and they don't appear elsewhere in the songs that were heavily co-written no room for him yeah. in his formula but i think if the song had progressed from that acoustic version where it was kind of a step down uh then it was lower on the note scale again i don't know how to talk about music but it was a somber ballad about being a rock star and it's sucking and i was like this sounds like a weezer song that is it overly ironic is he serious you know the questions that you ask about a lot of the songs in their early career like is this real but it is it's really really real he means it. It's something that he's experienced. And I think he tried his best to make a song that he didn't write something that was his. Yes. So I contend that I contend that while the final version is no bueno, uh, it's actually a good song and it's worth digging into. It's fun. And you could make a 20 minute EP out of it. You could make a whole playlist of, because even later on, there's a live version with Chameleon Air. And I don't not know too Lil much Wayne. about Chameleon Air, but I no, like I that either. version. I say that like, Chameleon Air, a guy I know a lot about. I don't. It's a great video where Rivers is dressed in a suit and all the how, guys are in matching tracksuits. How did Rivers and Jermaine Dupree come to write a song together? Like, why? Jermaine Dupree reached out to him. Huh. Yeah. Don't you have a, a little bit of the booklet? I do. You can share with people. Oh, let me read it for you. Yeah, go for it. Uh, This is from the Alone 2, the home recordings of Reverse Cuomo. It's from the booklet for the CD. I'm just going to read it from the back. On September 10th, 2007, Jermaine Dupree sent me a demo. He had started writing, Can't Stop Partying. He also sent me his number to discuss where we could take the song. I gave him a call. He told me that he had noticed that the rock world and the hip-hop world were really the same. They were both all about partying. He wanted to write a song and to find an artist to cover that song to show the unity between these two apparently disparate worlds. He thought Weezer was the perfect artist. That is so awesome. I love you, Jermaine Dupree. People love Weezer. Because Rivers is like a titan of a songwriter. Well, we've discussed he's an this artist, before. and he's... I think that all artists appreciate other artists more than just like, oh, like, you like to put out hits like they're like no you like to write music rivers likes to write music he doesn't want to just put out hits and he's an endless machine of it but i think we've seen when he tries to go after the hits when he tries to write hits that's where the weakest material has come from that's when it's not the, the best but please continue and then the last little part on the from the booklet says um i thought about it long and hard I had been a great admirer of Jermaine's songs, especially Mariah Carey's We Belong Together, which had been a big influence on my recent composition, Heart Songs, and I loved the demo he sent me of Can't Stop Partying. It was so fun and catchy. And then there's a big long thing about he thought that it was a little bit cheesy, so he was trying to probably tone it down a little bit. He was trying to think of a way he could sing it without having a qualm because there was a lot of 
talking about drugs, etc. So I think that's when he toned that down a little bit. He says, that's when I realized what a true genius Jermaine is. His lyrics had seemed so simple to me as if any seventh grader could have written them. Which, by the way, um, veiled insult right there. I respect Jermaine Dupri so much in his seventh grade writing skills. And then Rivers is going to... He's going to bring it back. Bring it back. Does he save it? He says... But when I tried to write a second verse, I couldn't manage to write anything one-tenth as good as his first verse. His lyrics were all about celebration. They were totally inclusive. My lyrics couldn't indicate confidence or joy without being at the expense of someone else. Every line of Jermaine's was so strong, so iconic, like a song title. My lyrics were awkward and strained. I set the song aside. In October, in another Vipassana, his meditation that he does. Ah, Yes. It occurred to him that he could change the meaning of the song, not by changing the lyrics, but by changing the music under the lyrics, which is what we just talked about. Yeah, which he does so well, which is why, you know, if you hear Can't Stop Parting on Ratitude, you're like, I'll either love it or I hate it. But if you're never going to listen to it again, there's a version of the song that's worthwhile listening to. Um, and we will post a YouTube link to that version on the site uh, because it's rad and it's good. And just a little bit more background on Jermaine Dupree in case you don't know who he is. Um, he is born, he's 44, born September 23rd, 1972 in Georgia, Atlanta. So, Which means he also was 31 when he sent his lyrics over to rivers or whatever or no 33 33 yeah whatever it's It's again not cool how uh, everyone's how these people are so young this should be called what the hell am i doing with my life podcast i know i mean it's just it's amazing actually his labels so so deaf columbia arista and virgin and he produced crisscross bow wow Aaliyah, usher escape debrat and Mariah Carey. Wait, wait. Did he produce crisscross like jump, jump crisscross? Yes. You've been too young. You make me want to jump, jump. But that was like 1990. Wait, he was associated. Let's see. He formed the teen duo crisscross. When he was eight? In 1991. In Ooh. 1990, he produced his fir- first act. Was he one of them? Is he one of crisscross? No, those were two Chris's and one's dead now, but uh, he produced it. Left turn. Sadness, Jesus. Yeah, it was sad when I think it. Well, there were both Chris's, but do you remember? Did you guys? We you wear your pants on backwards. Yeah, hell yeah. And like a Sylvester uh, baseball shirt with a backwards hat. Yeah, Magic and Mountain. Everything costume. was Tweety and Sylvester. Yeah, and red and black and cross colors and backwards pants and yeah. My husband has a has a fun story um, where you know, like because. You know, it might be a secret, but... Not now. Okay. Tell us. Uh, Well, his name is Chris. So anyways, um, now we we sing that song to him. Like, yeah, we ask him if things make him want to jump, jump, and uh, yeah. I think we might all do this. We'll have to find out if... Daddy (laughs) Mac. We'll have to find out if Juliet has a song she sings her husband. I sing my wife, Dizzy Miss Lizzie, from the (laughs) Beatles, because her name's Lizzie. My name isn't in any songs, so I think I lucked out. Rachel. Mm-hmm. Rachel. Nope. Rachel. No. Nope. I can't think of anything. I mean, I have a haircut. You do? We've already... I think we talked about that. We did. We did. And sorry, guys. She doesn't actually <laughs> have the haircut. Calm no, down. But I could. I could bring it back. Could you be Rachel for Halloween? <laughs> I think I want to be Rivers for Halloween. This year. That'd be great. I was thinking about it. Like every year, just being a different Rivers for Halloween. <laughs> like uh, this year, I'll be Rivers from Blue Album and I'll get like a little man wig and wear just a blue t-shirt or whatever shirt he's wearing. And uh, the sooner, next year. The sooner you can be Cowboy Rivers, the better. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say next is I need to be Cowboy Rivers from Red Album next year. Or I could just, I'll go out of order. I do what I want. I'll just do that one first. Get it over with. She does. We're actually chained to the seats. We can't leave till we're done recording. <laughs> um, and, you know, Mariah Carey, I mean, he's just been around forever. That's it. Jermaine Dupree has been around forever. Big influence on hip hop 
and uh, R&B. So. And say what you will about different genres of music, but you know the relationships that artists have with each other behind the scenes are, you know, probably pretty tremendous. And again, it speaks to the power that Rivers has as a songwriter. I mean, have you ever seen how anybody who was young enough to encounter their music as a kid who performs with Weezer? I mean, Panic at the Disco outsells Weezer by a ton these days. Hugely more popular and in the public consciousness. And when Brendan Urie, now the only member of Panic Left, sees Rivers, he's 14. The Rivers is a god. The band is uh, like deified in his eyes. Well, I mean, that's that's I think how anybody feels about the Vars. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But uh, the Vars. Yeah, he's referred to as the Vars. Rivers. No. Riv dog. No, that's no. documented online. Rivs. Yeah, maybe. Probably not though. I call him Rivs. Riv dog. And I call Brian Bry. Bry guy. Just Bry. Like we're BFF. Me and Bry. I don't know if you know this or not. I don't. I have a picture and he's like touching me. <laughs> Elaborate. So no, not like that. Not lest the pregnant pause make this weirder. <laughs> um he's got his like arm on my shoulder, like we're BFF, and I love it because it it really does look like we're friends or something. He's like, Hi, we're we're best friends, me and Rachel, just hanging out at the concert. Okay, I immediately imagine that you have so I have like, an imaginary... No, it's not like, imaginary. In in a closet that your husband doesn't know about, you have like the earwax sculpture of Arnold like <laughs> like Helga, Helga did in Hey Arnold, but it's of Brian. Of Brian? Yep. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I love know. you, Wax Brian. It's so hard, like literally to pick a favorite out of them. I cannot because I all of them I love. Yeah, yeah. So I love how Brian's silly and super serious and so nice and... You know, they all have different, like, versions of themselves that you get to see once in a while. And I love how Rivers can be silly and really, like, spiritual, but then he's also kind of, you know, weird sometimes. Rivers can come off as a little weird, but, you know, especially since we started recording these shows and I've really dug into his personality, I feel like for all the times he's ever said, do I fit in or will I be a star? Will I do this or that? I think he's always been unassailably himself. I don't think he's ever stopped. Yeah. And that's, that's nice. I mean, I don't think most of us ever really do that. You know, I'm going to try. I mean, I think I try. That's why I'm doing this podcast is because I'm trying to make myself happy as well as the day to day. We don't all have this luxury of being rich and getting to, literally do what we want for a career getting rich because of it yeah i would love to get rich because i know how to draw are you kidding me be sweet i i think i i like doing podcasts but i if i could do anything i would just be like a i don't know photography i would probably just do art or something and um run my own business but i don't know you know i don't get to do that i have to go to work and uh do something that makes me happy at work and then do something outside of it for my creative side. And uh, so I'm glad that this is possible. I'd be a British spy. Really? I'd want to change my nationality. I'd want to have an accent and I'd want to have a license to kill. Can you do a British accent for us, please? Not on command. (laughs) Unless you want me to. Hello. I'll talk like this for the rest of the show. Oh, I dare you to do that. I wonder if I could keep it up the whole time. Pip, pip. Pip, pip, cheerio. I'm not going to do that. It's exhausting. <laughs> well, probably. Pay me. Everyone's really annoyed with us right now. Let them be. That was a weird tangent. Hit pause. Hit stop. <laughs> don't hit stop. I don't know. We went down a weird, like, everyone's personality. But Scott is, like, silly and nice and totally down to earth and wacky and fun. And Pat is fun. But he seems to have, like, this genuineness, I guess. And um, he doesn't talk. I don't see much of him. I need to, like... Do a deep dive on Pat, I think. I don't know enough about him. I need to know more. When he does, it's often non sequitur. He's always joking or being funny or evading. He had a funny tweet. Was not it too was long. it about Feels Like Summer when it released? He said, Weezer gonna wheeze. <laughs> like, what does that mean? What did he say? I'll have to look it up really. I quick. think no, I think it was Weezer gonna wheeze. Uh he said that, but then he said, Oh, if you only follow great people on Twitter, then your Twitter will be awesome or something. And I was like, slow hand clap, Pat, because that's true. Like, yeah. 
I only follow like four people because that's all I really care about. And it, my Twitter is awesome. That's true. I think I've never seen it. So it's not true. You've never know. tweeted. You're not a tweet tweeter. I had a Twitter for a long time. You're not a twit. No. Well, <laughs> that remains to be seen. Ask my wife. But I had a Twitter for a long time and I used it to keep in contact with authors that I liked. So oh. I get to talk to them about stuff. Okay. But I I think I forgot my password at some point. I haven't I haven't used Twitter in a long time. It's it wasn't that great for me at first because I I think I was using it wrong. But now that I only follow four people, it's awesome. <laughs> you should try it. I will. Um, so should we let's... get back to Ratitude and and uh, can't stop party? No. Okay. But we're going to. Okay. Um, please continue. Uh, the Twitter talk? No. Can't stop partying. Oh, okay. Uh, you're being facetious. I like it. Uh, so we went on a coconut teaser version and we talked about, do we talk about the alone version? Alone two version? Extensively. Yeah. Uh, As it about, is the one that needs to be heard. It is a good one. Uh, I also like the other one. And then should we talk about the ratitude version? The rock version when underwent, according to Weezerpedia, a heavily altered remix by Palau Dadon. Palau Dadon. I say that really fast because it's fun, but it's Palau Da Don Don. Is it Polo? Polo? Palau? P-O-L-O-W space D-A space D-O-N. I prefer to say Palau Dadon for the rest of the episode. But it- I don't even want it to be intelligible. Uh, it features only the vocals and very minimal guitar over a more hip-hop oriented sound, as well as an entirely new bridge featuring a rap verse by Lil Wayne. Yeah, Lil Wayne. So, um, Which, if you guys don't know the do verse, you... it's uh, he wants to party oh, yes. like tomorrow Can is you... his funeral. No, no, rap it. No. Do it. Nope. Come on. It's not going to happen. Ah. Why I didn't would put you... the lyrics on mine, or I would. Here, hold on. But we'll... Uh, Without you'll... being really annoying, I'm going to pull it up. No, it's okay. I already got it. You do? Yeah, I was going to read it. No, you've got to wrap it. It's never going to happen. Come on. Maybe, if you don't do it, I'll do it. Maybe I'll record it by myself and then post it, but no way. Do you want to say it in a nice Rivers way, and then I can do and then I can do it in, in the little Wayne way? Sure, yeah. Okay. So... Uh, the Lil Wayne verse from Ratitude. Uh, and then we'll also, we'll, we'll compare it to um, Rivers's version as well. Okay. So Lil Wayne says, party like tomorrow is my funeral. He's got to stop mixing alcohol with pharmaceuticals. And the unusual is the fucking usual. Man, my life is beautiful and my girls are mutual. Let's stop there. I've been singing this song for like eight years. What does that mean? Like, does that just mean the girls know each other and they're cool with it? Um... I My girls it. are mutual. Like we into what he's into. We might have to put a disclaimer on um, this one as well because we are saying bad words or cussing. And also, I think. It, well, I'm gonna. I'm assuming that uh, I'll, bl- I'll bleep a threesome. it. Oh boy, I'm like naive. They're cool oh. with being mutual. Oh. You know, in the bedroom. Do do <laughs> The more you know. Well, that is my personal take. Because if I was Lil Wayne, that's where I would go. I, I mean, women are probably throwing me, themselves at Lil Wayne I don't in threes. Dare you. But, you know, if you know what the heck that means, let us little people know over here at We Are Weezer. All right, back to the lyrics. <laughs> okay, bitches, Weezer and it's Wheezy. I, the Weezer and I guess maybe that's why, because he's called Wheezy, Lil Wheezy. Yeah. Wheezy and that Weezer was. Weezer going to wheeze. Yeah. That, uh-huh. Upside down MTV makes no sense. Please don't shoot me down because I am an endangered species. In fact, this was the last thing he recorded before he went to prison. Mm. So maybe that's what he was referring to. We'll get into that later. I have notes on that. Uh, In the days of our lives, but my night just started, I pray the killer doesn't take the life of the party. Probably not. There's good security at the clubs you go to, I imagine. Did little So Lil Wayne didn't write those words. Jermaine Dupri did. Really? I don't know. I'm asking. I assume assume it's Lil Wayne's He doesn't have credit on... The personnel on on Weezerpedia, so we'll have to we'll have huh. to look that up. We'll have well, to Google that or Wikipedia that, or look at the CD maybe. Yeah, the which we have here. We do. We have a, an entire library of Weezer CDs to reference. Oh, should I get it? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
So I'll continue here with the lyrics. The bridge that Rivers couldn't crack, the third bit, the extra information, was, I hope this party never ends, oh, oh, oh. Keep parting with my best friends, oh, oh, oh. This is the crunkiest night in my whole lifetime. Keep parting with me tonight. It does not shock me that if he sent this to Jermaine Dupree, he was like, uh, no, we're going to update these lyrics to something better. But more so than any song, I think, that this band has written, the versions are so different and go all over the place. You could, I don't know, probably write a master's thesis on this here I think one we song. already have. Yeah. With her, with her. We could mouth. probably transcribe that. I'm checking out the CD and it doesn't say anything about Lil Wayne. So I'm going to go, I'm going to take a hard stance that Jermaine Dupri wrote the lyrics. Yeah, maybe. Party like tomorrow is my funeral. Gotta stop mixing alcohol with pharmaceuticals. And the unusual <laughs> is the fucking usual. Man, my life is beautiful and my girls are mutual. Okay, bitches, Weezer and it's Wheezy. Upside down MTV. Please don't shoot me down because... I am an endangered species. I don't know how to sing the next part. It doesn't make sense on the record. It's the days of our lives, but my night just started. I pray the killer doesn't take the life <laughs> of the party. Uh, you guys can download this uh, as a ringtone. I don't know if that's it. That was my rivers, like how he does the... Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Uh-oh, uh, uh, whoa, whoa. Can't stop, can't stop the party in. See, this... Uh, uh. Us doing what we did is the <laughs> indictment for not continuing with this song. It doesn't sound good. You are all welcome. You are. We're gonna. That's gonna be a ringtone that you guys will be able to purchase. And I'm sorry at the same time. Yeah. That was. We might be apologizing for nothing because really it's likely that's gonna get cut out. No, no, that's saying it. No We're doing what. it. Yeah. That was the best. I. I was dancing. It was fun. I had a good time. See, and that's why it might not be like the best song in the world or that great or really fit in with anything else, but it's okay because at the end of the day, it's fun and it like makes you want to dance and uh, I think it's a good time. It's a good time song. Yeah. And by the way, guys, I have pulled quite a reversal. If you recall in episode one, I was like, you're going to like Can't Stop Partying one day. She's like, no. I am not. And then she sat on her hands and she didn't talk for the rest of the show. So, but look where we are now. Well, yeah, you win. Yes. Just like I won with, uh, wait, what did I win with? With Surf Wax America. Yeah. Uh -huh. But you you won in far fewer moves. I was like, I don't like that song. You're like, but you should. I was like, all right. You've <laughs> convinced true. me. I had to research it a little bit too. I had to, I had to talk for an hour or <laughs> however long we've been talking. Please like this song. Well, I had to listen to it because, you know, really listening to it, I don't, it doesn't hurt my ears. It's, it's fine. Like, and it's fun, you know. Man, is that a quote for an album I cover? I dare you to listen to it. It doesn't hurt me. <laughs> this isn't painful to listen to. <laughs> I dare you to listen to this song and not dance. Yeah. Send us your videos. We want <laughs> videos of you not dancing to this song. Um, Just a little side note about. Lil Wayne. Uh, he his actual name is Dwayne Michael Carter Jr. and he was born September twenty seventh, nineteen eighty two. He is younger than me. Finally, whatever. Uh, born in New Orleans, Louisiana. Louisiana. He's from New Orleans. Orleans. And he is also associated with Nicki Minaj, Rick Ross, T.I., T-Pain, The Game, and Young Jeezy. He's got four kids. And did you know that he has, quote, unquote, retired because he wanted to spend time with his kids? That's cute. What a nice guy. What a dad. That's so daddish. That's a dad move. That is now a dad I imagine move. him wearing stonewashed jeans that are where his like, polo shirt's tucked into them. Yeah, right. And he's always waiting in lines to get kids ice cream, like with kids' backpacks on his shoulders and stuff. Yes, and it's adorable. Yeah, that stuff is cute. Oh, I took it away, but I wanted to look at his face while I was talking about him. Uh, he. I can't look directly at his teeth. I, it'll blind me. Does he have the gold teeth? He's got teeth? a grill. Is, he's got the whole grill going mm -hmm. on? Oh, yep. well, that's a very... Is that a New Orleans thing? I thought that was like a... A southern Georgia. It could be. But you have to follow the same rules as when you're looking at an eclipse. You have to look through something else because you don't want to get 
Blinded by the Bling. Blinded by the Bling. Sorry. Wrapped up. Like, like a, a douche. No, it's douche. <laughs> is it douche or deuce? I say douche, but it is deuce. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is the discussion on Can't Stop Partying. Oh, just a little bit on Palau uh, Dadan, <laughs> the producer. Palau Dadan. Oh, okay. So, Lil Wayne. Yeah, that's Lil Wayne. That's who I was thinking of. I wanted to make sure. He has, um, like, the the teardrops on his eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, he... He's still attractive. Like, he's not a bad-looking guy. Uh, oh, this is the segment of the show like last time when we talked about J.R. Rodham. And yes. I have nothing to contribute now. I have to. <laughs> I'm. Oh, I'll be telling everyone how I feel about uh, their physical appearances as well. So you're welcome. Um, and then for a second there, I was going to go on a weird little John tangent with the what? Okay. But then I was like, oh, no, that's that's little John, not little Wayne. So, yeah. Sorry. Won't do that. Can our audience trust you? You didn't know the video was fake and you think Lil Wayne is Lil John? Just for a second. I mean, come on. They're both Lil. I'm going to pull your card. <laughs> I'm going to pull your fan club card. Palau Dao Don, his actual name is Jamal Fincher Jones. And he's an American record producer, songwriter, and rapper. His cousin is Atlanta singer Monica. Um, he's produced for a variety of artists and this is all from Wikipedia, not, yeah, Wikipedia, Nicki Minaj, Chris Brown. So that's how all of these people are associated. They've like worked together, um, T.I., Rihanna, and, um, let's see, Christina Aguilera. Did I say that? Usher, Ciara, Chris Brown. He's worked with everybody. Obviously he's very good and, um, popular. And, uh, he also produced that that button song by the pussycat dolls you know I don't, how it goes i don't know nothing about that something but he's got a something about buttons i don't well that's julia what you just did is the most i've ever heard of a pussycat doll song we'll we'll have to add a little clip yeah possibly it's something my buttons babe paulo de don has got a great beard as of 2016 oh we'll have to check him out yeah he looks like a nice guy too does he yeah i know at the time does he look nice Hey, or... he looks like a pleasant fellow. Okay. This is a great picture of him. He's just smiling. He's in front of a step repeat banner. He's like, hey, I'm at this party. I'm hanging. Peddling my wares oh, yeah. as a producer. He looks like a nice guy. Look he at has that beard. great facial structure. Yeah. Yeah. And he's young too. This is a weird thing we're doing. How old is he? Who knows? He's born in 1978, so he's my age. But what I wanted to say is I believe in I the Ratitude to, oh, sorry, no, no, in the Ratitude era, Rivers was actively seeking out a lot of people that he liked to collaborate with. And it was really unusual for Rivers to collaborate. I mean, on the yeah. previous records, Rivers was militant about how things were written, how it sounded. I mean, even on Maladroit, he would like he would find people for showing up late or playing wrong. That's what the even rumors are. Even his own bandmates. Yeah, had a hard time collaborating with him so. at those times. So for him to open up, uh, you know, it's not surprising to me that the results were so varied because he worked with um, the guys from the All American Rejects on Ratitude. Mm. He worked with uh, Tony Canal from No Doubt on Hurley. He worked with um, I'm going to say Otis Redding, but that's not right. Mac Davis for something on Hurley as well. Hmm. Um, Linda Perry on Hurley, which this isn't the Hurley episode; it's the Ratitude episode. But it's Linda Perry. Um, when I wake in the morning and I step outside, that's oh, who it is. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And she has written an ass load of songs for people. She's a good writer, not so much singer. You didn't like Four Non Blondes? Uh, obviously, I liked Four Nine Non Blondes. <laughs> four <laughs> Nine Non. <laughs> uh, Things are devolving here in the We Are Weezer studios. <laughs> um, but like always, these song discussions, um, where they may get negative. That's how we feel. Deal with it. But mostly, we want to give you guys a broad idea of this music and why we love it so much. Because I don't talk about other bands the way I talk about this band. I don't even care remotely as much. So True. Or you don't know as much. And, and then I like researching and finding out all this cool stuff. Like, I would never know who the heck Palau Dao Don was. I would never get to say Palau Badaba Don as much as I have. Sorry, we've got a... We've got a Kingston scratching his ear against the mini blind situation happening and the ears cool let's continue um even you never the, would have known who palau Dao don was unless i was going down this 
can't stop partying hole that we just went down. Yeah. So. The six degrees that we play with all of the people Weezer has collaborated with um, is pretty great. It's fun to find out maybe a little bit about Rivers' headspace too during this song rather than just look at an album as a whole and judge a song on the outside and what you think it is. Like it's it's more than that. And uh, it's yeah. when I see the collaboration between him and Jermaine Dupree. Because it seemed to be extensive and, you know, looking at this song globally now, I see a real attempt to make a good song. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to sit in your chair on Monday morning and judge everything. But Especially lot, that album. Yeah. A lot goes into, you know, you just assume it's not good so you didn't try hard, but that's untrue. Well, do you think we should go into the garage and see what Juliet's up to? I would like to go to the garage. Okay. We will return shortly. And when we do, it won't be here. It will be in the garage. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, Juliet. Hi, Rachel. How's it going? Good. How are you? Hey, Rick. How's it going? Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thank you That's for having us. That's a beautiful garage you have here. I, I like know. It you so can sit much. on that box and you can sit on that uh, chair. <laughs> yeah. She she says that it's a chair, but it's actually an almost empty cube of Heineken. <laughs> the crates are great, aren't they? It's the perfect height. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you guys want to hear about Lil Wayne? I would love to hear about a Lil little Wayne. about Lil Wayne. Okay. <laughs> I want to know all about. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne, yeah. Um, so uh, I'm sure you guys heard in the song Wheezy. Wheezy. Yes. That's like his little nickname. He's Weezer a lot of- with Wheezy. Right. Which seems like the easiest correlation to it. Someone, some guy in a suit with suspenders was like, I have a capital idea. Weezer is popular. Lil Wayne is popular. We should put Weezer and Wheezy together. Yes. Did you know they did not record together in the like for the album? At so all? So they have not met. Yeah. This does not what? shock me at all. He'd have done that. <laughs> Lil Wayne would have, what, done that remotely from his living room? He's like, I'm not flying to LA to do this. But like, then I'll how true it. is Weezer with Wheezy? It's not, they aren't really with each other, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm getting technical. See, the lyric emphasized the, see, see, they lied but didn't realize it. <laughs> he says, okay, bitches, Weezer and it's Wheezy. But he said that. To be like, no, you don't look fat in that dress. Well, he meant we're not together and you're fat. Does that make sense? But kind of. Moving the, on. You mean they're not they're not together. Exactly. Okay. But if you want to talk about um, his girls are mutual, like you want to just bring up the fact that he has four baby mamas and the last three kids were born within a year of each other. So maybe that's the mutual. Oh, that makes way. sense. If we want to look at the, the lyrics. Are all of his kids the same age then? No, no. The first one was with his like high school sweetheart and his mom was like empty nest syndrome. I need, uh, since you left so early, uh, I need someone here. And so like, so she convinced him to get married and have at 15 uh, and have a, a, a grand child so what mom can, does this i know but you know what though i mean he he's actually a very he's a really smart he dropped out of school at 14 but he was in honors but it's only because his album that he made he got signed at nine get out of here at nine he wrote his first rap song at eight so when he did his first album uh it went like platinum or something like that and so um his uh his mom was like well you know you should just Obviously, you, just, like, you don't need to go to school and stuff. You're his talented. mother said this too. He got his GED, and uh, and so then you know. But he's so he's actually like a very naturally like smart, gifted kind of wow. guy. Wow. Yeah. And so then um, he's very talented. Very talented. Yeah. And at a very young age, and retired, retiring at thirty five. I think that puts that that's this year, right? That's crazy. And, and uh, yeah, he did retire from the rap game. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's a CEO of his own label and like, you know, and, and he found that in 2005, whatever. He's won a, a Grammy Award, which is for the best rap album, which is the year before he did the Ratitude, the the song. I own Can't that party. I own that album. Right. And then the year after, interestingly enough, he did a Rock S album hmm. called Reaper. And um, his one of his 
favorite childhood bands is Nirvana. So the uh, I think no kidding. I think him doing the song "Can't Stop Parting with Rivers" kind of opened up a new avenue for him, or like you know, like another branch to explore. So, so as much as Rivers wanted to open get, up to his, do his hip hop and open up his world, so it was complimentary. Lil so Lil Wayne probably wanted to open up his world too. Because I'm a Rivers out of here. That's so cool. I know Rivers is formula for Rivers is is is. Uh, for formula for pop songs was based on Kurt Cobain structures. Oh, interesting. So yeah. could you imagine the conversation between Lil Wayne and They've Rivers never about met, how? But yeah. I wonder if they talked on the phone though. That's and they were right. Like, we just covered that. They've never been in the, well, maybe on the phone. They probably maybe. talked though, or they could have Skyped. I mean, whatever it is, what it is, but they probably were like, Oh, I just, so you know, I love Nirvana and I love your music. And I listen to that stuff. When I, I was think it's young. a mutual respect for sure. I mean, you know, like, uh, like you know, President Obama references, like, when he talks about, like, a, a very successful rapper, like, in his mind, that's Lil Wayne, you know? Like, he's the he's basically the example of the pinnacle of success as a rapper, you know? Well, I think that uh, he is the modern version of that because we do have, like, the old school 80s, 90s hip hop and Lil Wayne is our new 90s 2000 millennium yes kind of thing. yes because the other ones are already what they're retired right <laughs> i have a book on my shelf by russell simmons about being a vegan so um it doesn't run dmc build houses now or I don't, I don't rev know. run but i know you know that era is is then and lil wayne is now right yeah. i mean with all the kids the kids yeah little kids love them <sighs> But he, he was such, I mean, it really seems like a, an interesting convergence, like this song for both of them, for both I mean, artists. So. As we mentioned in the main topic, it's like, what a weird collaboration. Why him? How did that happen? And I mean. It's probably Jermaine Dupri. Well, we, we, know, we know that Jermaine Dupri made that happen, but it's not just, it's so much more than that. There's so much depth to it. Like, because what you're bringing to us now yeah. is. A mutual love for something in the past, and yeah. they, they had a real reason to collaborate. Mm-hmm. Possibly, and you confirm, yeah, that Lil Wayne wrote the rap. Yeah, okay. He wrote. He doesn't actually write anything down, but he'll rap it freestyle, and he feels like because that's me. Those are his words. Those are his words, okay. and he'll just come up with. He'll freestyle it. It's like, yeah, interesting. I didn't even really know that much about him, but yeah, this is really interesting to do a little deep dive. Oh, yeah, and um. I don't know if you guys have ever listened to him or the Carter, but that's that's the one that I have, and um, it's a good CD. I like. It. <laughs> I haven't, but um, you know, he's uh, he seems like he's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> Did we want to talk about his like big arrest and issue? I mean, he um, he was hospitalized. He has epilepsy. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. but. I thought it was because he was doing the the scissorp or whatever. <laughs> Wasn't he like addicted Cough, syrup, to, and to codeine. codeine? Yeah, probably. I mean, he has a lot of health issues, and that he he has that's why he has like a whole bunch of marijuana to like kind of it's like a self kind oh. of you know coping kind of thing. But um, he says, I mean, but the seizures is like one of the main reasons why he's been hospitalized and stuff. So. Um, I don't know. It's so interesting. Like, there's a walk of death that he kind of is, like, throughout his life kind of thing. Like, 12, he accidentally shot himself at 12, you know, in the chest. Yeah. and What? Um, but an off-duty police officer was there, so he didn't bleed out and was able to, like, help him and stuff. And, oh, my God. And, I and like, all the seizures, like, it, you know, went, one time he had three seizures in a row, and he was basically on the brink of death. But I don't know. I mean, like, he's, like, so super successful. And I don't know if that focuses you or, you know, I'm not sure. Keeps you like, no, I've got to stay. And Or, like, you, you really have a purpose, you know, and you're going to focus in on that and, like, pursue that. And, you know, I don't know. That, that, that seems to be what I kind of take from it. I would imagine that if, you're, if your end were something that you had almost seen a couple of times, you'd know exactly what's important in life. And clearly he does because he's that's massively he's, successful. Or And that's why he's retiring because he wants to be with his kids. Right, yeah. Which again, I reiterate, that is so cute. I know. <laughs> he's a good dad. I mean, he doesn't believe in marriage, obviously, but his kids. <laughs> and that's, I, you know, it's because his dad 
uh, wasn't there, but then his stepfather was always there. So he, one of his like um, tattoos is about his uh, stepdad, uh, Rabbit, and he uh, really, you know, was like this. That was my dad, kind of thing. And so he and he didn't like his dad for not being there. So I'm sure he's present for his kids. Like, mm-hmm. That's why he's going to retire. Because plus, I mean, like he's been doing this for what almost like 25 24 years for a long time over two decades so all of his life he's got a lot of experience he probably can take the executive position let someone else run it still get what he needs to get like monetarily and stuff and and creatively out of it probably yeah i mean if he has his own label and everything so he doesn't really have to do it himself anymore so he just enjoys kids he's so fancy now (laughs) right i'm sure he's been fancy for a while yeah (laughs) he's never had a day job so I know. He's always just been rapping and, and stuff like that. So what it have did you read anything about his collaborations with uh I was gonna say collabs and then I decided to say the Lord. <laughs> uh with Jay Z or Kanye? I have not. He has recorded as of two thousand twelve, he recorded over five hundred and ninety seven guest tracks. Wow. So, um and then I mean obviously since then it's probably been a lot more kind of thing. So um I have the only one that I've kind of dove into was can't stop farting <laughs> do you did he say anything about weezer or that experience with working with them? i actually have not seen anything about that and i wonder if it's just because it was short like, jermaine dupre and like because he didn't actually they didn't actually meet or whatever and i'm sure it was like hey why don't you and they probably have a very much a mutual respect for each other mm-hmm. so i can look into that and get back to you if you want yeah We'll, we'll come well, back yeah. around to this information. <laughs> Although for now, I really like to imagine Rivers Cuomo and Lil Wayne. And Jermaine Dupree all on a boat and Palau Dao Don. That's not where I was going with that at all. Oh, I want No, okay. I was thinking Darn. they're trying to decide like where to go to dinner or very <laughs> fundamental, simple things. I want them to all be on like a yacht partying together with like cars and girls and, and cars dogs. on the boat. Yes. Like on the helipad? Yes. You need a crane to put it on the helipad? Yes. And like yeah. girls and like a giant hot tub and blunts everywhere. Now imagine Rivers in that context. Yeah. I want him. Rivers is there with like no shirt. <laughs> Just this diminutive <laughs> Like the diminutive polar opposite man. of Lil Wayne. Well, basically. I mean, if you saw that video, I don't want to bring in a different song, but if you saw um, that girl song. Thank God for Girls? Thank God for Girls. There, There's like a little... What what in there? So a little throwdown. <laughs> That's <Okay>. true. <laughs> I've Although only... I don't think Lil Wayne raps about cardamom and cloves. <laughs> no, no, but the, the last part of that pretty... video though is like they're totally partying. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the debauchery in the back while yeah. the while the believers in the front are paying for it. <laughs> uh, speaking of Weezer and debauchery, I was listening to the radio the other day and Andrew McMahon said that he got to take the plane home with Weezer and nice. um and the one of the jockeys is like, Oh, how is that debauchery? And he's like, Not not no. really any. Nah. But you know, I had some wine. <laughs> They're like all I, family men now. Yeah. Like, I, I sat quietly in the corner and I was very polite. <laughs> I made sure not to touch anything. <laughs> I don't know. I okay. Weezer, if you ever want to invite me on your plane, we'll have some fun. <laughs> More fun than Andrew McMahon and his wine. Like, I'll, we'll get on, we'll put on some Lil Wayne. Yeah. And we'll play have a good some time. Uno. Actually, we're going to have to do, <laughs> we're going to have to do a clip show of all of the direct requests we've made of the band and its personnel. Yes. Joan, make a note of that, please. <laughs> Joan, our imaginary office lady. Yeah. We're going to compile them and send them to Carl. Yes. Be like, can you do all of this here's, stuff we've requested over the years? Here's everything we need. Here's my requests. Well, Juliet, do you have anything to wrap up with? Uh, wrap up this oh man no no this isn't a rap I heard you guys challenge. rap that was pretty cool by you the have way. your own little rap you want to do I don't have a rap <laughs> but I will bring it back to Timberland reaches the tops of the charts I don't know I've done Timberland for some reason I was thinking like Lil Wayne and Timberland came right there so okay but that's all that's all I got that's it <laughs> all right well we're gonna leave this musty dusty beer can filled garage <laughs> hey you wanted the beer. I brought it to you. So <laughs> You said you were renovating and there's still dirt on the floor. I haven't said I finished yet. Right, well, so 
Fine. Whatevs. Some manners when we'll you come visit someone's garage. <laughs> I know. I'm only this direct because want? I care about you. <laughs> but care about you. my cleanliness, obviously. <laughs> I do. I want to make sure you're safe. You're in the big city all by yourself living in just a garage. I love it. It's great. But Thanks for coming, guys. Thank, Thank you, you. We'll be back again soon. We'll all see right. you later. No beer. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of episode five. When we return, we don't know what we'll be talking about. I was going to say, we are Wheezy, signing out. That's true. We are Wheezy, signing out. (laughs) Um, Make sure to find us at weareweezer.com. You can email us at weareweezerforever at gmail.com. Thanks for whoever took weareweezer at gmail.com. You're real cool. (laughs) Uh, We're on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we are Weezer. Also, um, on the website, we just thought of a new thing, and we're going to start putting up uh, Weezer fan art. So if you have any Weezer fan art that you want Weezer to see or just to be on the internet and share with the world and the love, then um, email email it to us, and we will put it on the website yeah we're talking drawings tattoos sculptures paintings whatever you've got we'd love to see it because we know that weezer inspires all of us do we know what song we're talking about next time have we plotted that far into the future oh man uh we do you'll just have to find out not in front of my face right this second no i do i clicked she clicked it is coming up do 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 you know what song i thought of that i want um weezer to cover what? Riders on the storm. Riders on the storm. Right? Like, don't you don't you want them to do that song? I do. So I bad. I didn't know that I did, but now I do. Well, what about next week? Next week's Take Control. Oh, yeah. That's going to be hard to talk about because it's from an album that... That was your pick. Of. It's a bitchin' song. But there's a bunch of demos. It's got a whole history. Okay. Well, I look forward to it. I'm excited. Right. So, until then, we love you all. So, so much. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, thank you, Rick, for doing the sound. And um, adios. Adios. I'm a rock star, not a pop star. I pay the toll and hop on my freeway. I'm up in the club trying to purchase love like I couldn't find it on eBay. And she feeling freaky, light some candles like it's her B-Day. She want to hear Weezer on replay for Pete's sake. Do I look like I'm the DJ? Wanna be on TV? What you think I got my camera for? Grab the Patron and I stand on the bar Cause I already sipped on a gallon or more, more Reaching, she grabbed my guitar Walked to the exit, grabbing the door Trying to get her and a friend to the car And I'm trying to get her to dismantle a bra Come on! I can't stop partying, partying I can't stop partying, partying I gotta have Patron, I gotta have the Patron I like police